0: Ramadan Mubarak, Alhamdulillah, salatu rasulullah wa ala wa So we're back with Qur'an 30 for 30 and looking forward to spending this time with you Inshallah ta'ala, before we get started, just to remind everyone, it's the season of Ramadan So as you are allocating the donations towards the very worthy causes that are out there We hope Inshallah ta'ala that you'll consider Yaqeen once again I hope that you're enjoying already the launch of the Judgment Day series And all of the other things that are coming out, Alhamdulillah That is a direct testimony, first and foremost, of course, to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We we give praise and thanks and then to all of you for investing in Yaqeen. And I hope you've seen the growth insha'Allah Ta'ala and everything that we have been able to do uh, since then, Alhamdulillah. Uh, so, want to remind you all to please donate and then go to the page yaqeeninstitute.org, the webpage, and you'll see there a bunch of resources that have accumulated over the years as well. Our first Quran 30 for 30 ebook, last year's Seera edition, convert resources with Sheikh Abdullah, Dr. Tasneem's uh, Habits Workbook, Sheikh Tahir Wayas Du'a's uh, ebook, a lot of ebooks, a lot of worksheets, a lot of videos, a lot of series, and a lot of Khair bin Ta'ala. Alhamdulillah, because of your donations, we were able to go sign Sheikh Abdullah Aduru, who we're introducing Alhamdulillah. So it was like uh, you know, I don't know if Adam Schefter tweeted this out or not, but like we got Sheikh Abdullah, alhamdulillah, uh, <laughs> who has who has uh joined us this year once again. Uh he's about you know 30 pounds uh heavier, all muscle, alhamdulillah. He's almost benching as much as I am now. Exactly. Uh, almost doing as many jump ropes as I do. Uh exactly. superior scholar, alhamdulillah. Uh, inferior athlete but almost there, better human being alhamdulillah. Shaykh Abdullah, how's it
1: going? Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah. Just making dua to be like you, Shaykh. I'm waiting for that ping pong match coming up, inshallah, man. Ready to go. <laughs> it'll be it'll it'll come, man. It'll come inshallah.
0: Inshallah. I'm gonna use the first 20 days to practice. Then I'll I'll make dua the 21st night. And if the sun comes out and it looks like Laylatul Qadr, I'll play you at Ping Pong inshallah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> we'll see how it goes. We'll see. We'll see. And we're going to get your face palms back. Lots of face palms, inshallah. inshallah. Those haven't changed. But as much as you've been lifting, your face palm might like dent your face <laughs> if you come too hard at it, Shaykh. We'll see. we'll see.
2: Let's see how many we can get tonight.
0: All right. Yeah. Let's see how many we can get. Dr. Tasneem Al-Qiq, alhamdulillah, is back. First guest, alhamdulillah, Um, Mashallah, honestly, the Habits uh, workbook. And I forgot to mention, Convert Resources. We have that on the page as well, inshallah. And then the Habits uh, workbook, uh, Dr. Tasneem, alhamdulillah, fully doctora. Um, you know, alhamdulillah, a yaqeen favorite now uh, in Philadelphia, alhamdulillah. How are you, Dr. Tasneem?
2: Good, yeah, alhamdulillah. i ready. Alhamdulillah. I can't believe it's Ramadan again. SubhanAllah, time flies. Alhamdulillah.
0: alhamdulillah. alhamdulillah. It, alhamdulillah. 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 it came quick. We ask Allah to accept and to make this a fruitful and blessed Ramadan for everyone. So we'll get into it, inshallah. And before I get into it, let me just sort of give the breakdown of the theme. The first time we did Qur'an 30 for 30, we did the companion guide. And so that's why you'll just see overviews of the chapters. And uh, that was in the 1st ebook that you'll find. The second year, we did a seerah edition uh, matching with meeting Muhammad last year. And so there's a seerah focus, and that's in the ebook from last year. This year, inshallah ta'ala, it's a hereafter focus, uh, because obviously the focus is the Akhirah. And so, inshallah ta'ala, we'll be looking at the brilliant way in which chapter by chapter the akhirah is discussed, as well as covering other themes, inshallah. So, bismillah, I'll get started. ta'ala. Alhamdulillah, wa 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 ala alihi wa wa So, obviously, we begin with none other than Surah Al Fatiha and Surah Al Baqarah. And subhanAllah, what I want to actually impress upon you with the few minutes that I have, inshallah, just introducing this. Obviously Al-Fatiha is the first surah and I know that Shaykh Abdullah Inshallah, is going to be sharing some insights on that. But Surat Al-Baqarah, if you remember, Surat Al-Baqarah is the first major surah of Al-Madinah. And so it really is there uh, for us because it sets the constitution for a community, for an individual and how we approach life. And subhanAllah, it's almost the answer to Al-Fatiha. It reads like an answer to... The du'a of Al-Fatiha. Now, what I wanted to focus on is this idea of the seen and the unseen, and how there's this perfect, beautiful coherence between the way that Al-Fatiha approaches it and then Al-Baqarah approaches it. So first and foremost, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. When we praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Lord of the worlds. Al-alameen includes the seen and the unseen. Rahman ar the most compassionate, the most merciful, or you would say the the uh especially merciful, the exclusively merciful. Why? Because Ibn Abbas and some of the uh sahaba mentioned dunya, He is Rahman, he is merciful to everyone in this world, and Rahim ex- especially merciful. You know, exclusively merciful to the believers on the day of judgment. So you have again the observable and the hereafter. And then we say, Maliki <clears> Yomuddin. <throat> what does this all lead up to? Master of the day of judgment. And we just, Alhamdulillah, published this beautiful paper on Maliki al-Din that you can read, inshallah, ta'ala, that talks about the implications of Master of the day of judgment. So again, you have Al-Alamin. The worlds, the seen and the unseen, Rahman, specific, you know, more so for the dunya, Rahim for the akhira, for this this life and then the next. And then you ask Allah Subhanahu wa Taala for what? Hidayah, guidance. Your main ask in al-Fatiha is that Allah give you guidance, the most precious ask. How does Allah Subhanahu wa Taala respond to that? <coughs> Alif Lam al-kitabu la rayba fee. This is a guidance for the people of taqwa, the people of God consciousness. And of course, fasting was prescribed upon us, so that we could attain taqwa. Now, again, look at the uh the, the dichotomy here. Huda, when you're asking Allah for guidance in al-Fatiha, you are asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for guidance in regards to the affairs of the scene. And, and, and in regards to the unseen, meaning what, as the scholars say, huda means that what is in front of you, you are guided in regards to your perspective and your perception in what is in front of you with what is seen and with the unseen, with the things that you cannot see, the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and what you pursue from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So you're asking Allah for guidance. Where many people are lost. Many people have earned either the anger, al or al or they're completely astray. So you ask Allah for guidance in the seen and the unseen. And the scholars, subhanAllah, point to what? A taqwa. Taqwa is to abandon seen sins even in the unseen. So let me unpack that really quickly. Taqwa, God consciousness, is tarkul ma'asi, is to abandon sin. It is holding yourself from the thorns, from the bushes, the disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And these are tangible things, things that you see and you hold yourself. These are not invisible thorns. You hold yourself and you abandon those seen sins even in the unseen, even when no one sees you because you fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You are more aware of the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala than the sight of anyone or anything upon you. Now, here's where it gets really, really, really beautiful, subhanAllah. Allah says, Aladina yuq minuna bil Who are the believers? What are the qualities of these people? They are the people who believe in the unseen. And uh, as Ibn Mas'ud radiallahu ta'ala anhu said, he said, Amma al Ghayb, Fama Raba anil ibad, min amril jannah wa amr wama dukira fil Quran. He said that the Ghaib, the unseen, refers to all of the unseen, what has been uh, hidden from the believers of the affairs of paradise and hellfire. And all that is mentioned in the Quran. So it's a very general term, but you have to believe in the unseen. And so the believer does not need to see it to believe it. But on top of that, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala mentions uh, الصلاة, uh, that they pray, they establish the prayer, ينفقون, and they spend of what we have provided to them. And so not only do you not need to see it to believe it. You don't need to see it to work for it you don't need to see it to work for it so this is not just some belief that remains in the realm of philosophy or thought this is a belief that pushes you to do for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to spend for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to pray for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to actively detach yourself from this world through prayer and to actively deposit your deeds in the hereafter through sadaqah now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that they are the ones that believe in what was revealed to you and that was that which was revealed to those that came before you. And they have complete certainty in the hereafter. They have yaqeen in the akhirah, certainty in the hereafter. Now if you notice here, al-ghayb is general, all of the affairs of the unseen. Al-akhirah is a it's specific, the hereafter. Why? Because as the scholars mentioned, if your certainty in the hereafter weakens, you are more likely to sell it for something of this dunya. If your certainty in the hereafter weakens, you're more likely to sell it for something of this dunya. Whereas if your certainty in the hereafter is strong, then you will be always motivated towards the good deeds that better your affairs in the hereafter. Whether people are watching or not, whether there's a worldly benefit or not, you will be activated towards the affairs of the hereafter because you have a stronger belief in it. Allah Azza wa says, wa ulaika al Those people have guidance. So what they asked for from Allah, they get their guidance and they are successful. They are successful. SubhanAllah, compare this to what? And this is where it just it's so powerful, the coherence and the beauty of the Qur'an. <clears throat> If you fast forward to verse 16, when Allah talks about the hypocrites, Allah says, These are the people who purchased misguidance with guidance, meaning the currency that Allah gave them to be guided by, they used it and instead they went and they purchased misguidance, right? So they used the deeds that could have gotten them success and goodness in the hereafter for worldly things. And they pretended, and all that got them was misguidance, whereas they could have been amongst those that are guided. And so not they were not successful. Their trade did not pay off, nor were they amongst the guided. Compare that to Ulaika ala al right? So people that are guided and that are successful. Now write down these verses inshaAllah ta'ala because it's very important. That's verse 16. They purchased misguidance with guidance. Al-Baqarah, same surah, verse 86, Allah says, punishment, nor will they be These are people that purchased this world with the hereafter. SubhanAllah, imagine you buy dunya with Jannah. That's what Allah is saying that these hypocrites are essentially doing. You purchase this world with the hereafter, right? So dalala huda, right? You used guidance to purchase misguidance, and then you used dunya, or I'm sorry, you used Akhira the hereafter to purchase dunya. So what is the end result? Verse 175 in Surah al-Baqarah, Allah Azza says, They purchased the punishment of Allah with the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Like this is the end result of it all. They could have had forgiveness from Allah. They had what they needed to have forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah gave them guidance. They purchased misguidance with it. Allah gave them an opportunity at the hereafter. They purchased this dunya with it. So at the end of the day, Allah gave you opportunities for forgiveness. And notice this is of course, the last part of the sequence here, that Allah azza wa was welcoming. Allah talks about these people that fell, right? Adam alayhi salam, but Adam alayhi salam turns back. So he got maghfira from Allah. He got his forgiveness, right? Allah talks about the people of Musa السلام, and he goes you know, through all of these examples. Allah was giving them an opportunity. Some took forgiveness. Others took that forgiveness, that amnesty that Allah offered. And instead they went and they purchased his adab. They went and they purchased his punishment. So why would you turn away from a merciful Lord? So this is the, the message that you see with the hereafter. The way Allah جل, lays it out for us. Just like you're not going to get from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala except what you want from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you're not going to get from this message except what you want from this message. If what you want from this message is something worldly, if that's what religion is to you, another tool for material gain, then you'll get that. But at the expense of what? True guidance, at the expense of the hereafter, and at the expense of the forgiveness and mercy from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah azza wa grant it to us. Allahumma ameen. So again, those are verses. Um, uh, 86 and 175, that of course follow, uh,
1: 16 86 and 175 in al Baqarah. And Sheikh Abdullah, inshallah, hand it over to you. Ala <laughs> uh, mashallah, Tabarakallah, as you see, uh, Sheikh Umar he mentioned the chapter of the Fatiha earlier, and it's important when we take a step back and look at the Sharia, look at the religion of Islam, and look at the 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 the, the blueprints and the format that Islam, the structure that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala has revealed to us, and uh, the way that we practice our religion, the way that we believe, and the way that we exemplify that belief within our actions, you see that Subhanallah, Allah legislates things on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, on a monthly basis, and on a yearly basis, and Subhanallah, and once in a lifetime, such as Hajj, but. We see that primarily a lot of these actions within the Sharia, within the Deen of Islam, the religion of Islam, is 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 something that is consistent, and we understand that all of us may may need a level of motivation in the beginning. As we see with this 30 for 30, mashallah, and many other lessons within the Quran, many other lessons that people are performing and they're teaching in different places. May Allah SWT reward you all for teaching the people the remembrance of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. It's a level of consistency that is needed after the motivation. You need that level of discipline. And when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions to the Prophet, what mur ahlaka bis salati, and order your family, ahlaka, yani, your people, either your immediate family or the people in your area, salati with prayer, and have perseverance upon it. When we talk about patience, a subtitle under that is perseverance, to where you are consistent upon that patience. As many of us that have family members that we live with, children, et cetera, it is not a matter of being patient one time. It is a matter of having perseverance and continuing that level of patience. Why is this important in regards to al-Fatiha? We recite this chapter every unit of prayer. As soon as we get up from our prostration, we recite it every single unit of prayer. It's important to be conscious of that which you are consistent upon because that will have the most everlasting effect upon you. Think of everything that you do, even what we eat. It's important that we eat something that is beneficial for our bodies, for our mind, body, and even soul, because it is something that we, is used that Allah Taala has, has provided for us that sustains us on a daily basis. So to be consistent and to be conscious of that which you're consistent upon. The chapter of the Fatiha is the opening of the Quran. And to understand that Fatiha literally, as we see with a lot of apps nowadays, talking about meditation, The Qur'an al-Karim in this particular chapter is something that is calling you to detach. To detach. Nowadays, people understand the importance of detaching, to close their eyes, and to just go blank, go empty. But in Islam, we see that there is a heavenly, a godly connection that Allah has prescribed for every single human being that believes in Him. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala starts out with the Qur'an and in this beautiful chapter by saying alhamdulillah. All of you right now, just say alhamdulillah. Just say alhamdulillah. Think of where Allah has brought you, how you are here today, listening to the remembrance of Allah. Alhamdulillah that you made the choice to click on this site and on this gathering, that inshallah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will accept it from you for making that small effort to listen to some type of remembrance. Alhamdulillah, all types of hamd Of praise are for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Why? Because he is the Rabbul Alameen. This first portion of Al-Fatiha is to acknowledge. Verses 1 through 4, Allah is just telling you his names. Allah, alhamdulillahi, Rabb, the Lord. The one that brings you from one state to another. Think of where you were before and look at where you are now. Things that you can't even control. How old you are, you have grown up. And you have grown up strong and healthy. Rabb. He is the Rabb of, al- of al- Al-Alamin. And Sheikh Shaykh Omar mentioned that which you which, which can see and which we cannot, everything acknowledges that there is a creator. Ar-Rahman, Ar-Rahim, that he is the entirely and especially merciful, whether it is an intense form of mercy at one time or something that is consistent over a long period of time. Maliki Yomid Deen, that he is the owner of the day of judgment. He is the Malik of the Yomid Deen, of the day that we will stand in front of Allah. Here, one thinking about these beautiful names What does that mean in my life? The mercy that Allah has had upon me, where Allah has brought me, and that is a form of mercy. But there will be a day, have I recognized this mercy? Because there will be a day that all of this will end, and I will stand in front of Allah. You see, when you detach from the dunya, when you detach, you say, Allahu Akbar, and you think of the beautiful names. You think of what you've done in your life, and you attribute these names to that which happens in your life how Allah has saved you from certain things, psychologically, even spiritually from doubts, because you made the effort to read the Quran. You made the effort to have good friends. You made the effort by forgiving someone. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells you that there is a day where you will be rewarded for that. You will be rewarded for your intention, for your efforts. After that acknowledgement, which is the first category, the second of them is that we admit. Al-i'tiraf. That we say, wa it is you we worship and you we seek help. The, some of the scholars mentioned that this iya kanabudu, where Allah says it is, it is you that we worship. In the Arabic language, when you put the object before the verb, it shows a level of what they call in or what they call uh, 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 to, to specify and to make uh, great that object. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the object of worship. And in Islam, he is the only object of worship, which is the exact the epitome of tawhid of the oneness of Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Taala, which is the reason the prophets came, which is the reason that we exist on this earth. Allah wants you to just acknowledge that and to admit that he is the one that deserves to be worshipped. Worship can be done through any aspect of our life. As long as the intention is there when you do an action that he wants you to do and you do your best. And that's why the next one is, it is specific. It is a certain category or aspect of worship. Is seeking help from Allah <inaudible> To you we seek help Look at how it's structured You acknowledge You think of the names of Allah It is setting you up by thinking of who you are dealing with When you detach When you detach to come closer When you reflect to connect to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, That he is the one that I am seeking help He is the only one that I seek ultimate help from If I'm let down from everybody I turn to Allah If someone has promised me something and they've forgotten, I turn to Allah. If I have let myself down, I turn to Allah. After this acknowledgement of worship of Allah and what you as a human being do, what's next? And this is so beautiful because we mentioned acknowledge, we mentioned admit, and now it's time to act. You are acting because you are calling on Allah. As Allah SWT mentions in a hadith in the Prophet where Allah mentions that he has separated the salah, salati abdi nisrain shatrain. That I have separated this, this chapter into two different parts. One of them is where he is praising Allah, Abdi, as we see in the beginning. And then after this, he said, and this is for my slave and for my savior. what he asks of me. We say, mustaqim We ask Allah to guide us. And we see that the scholars mention that the one that says, mustaqim we don't say idina ila sirat because when we say idina guide us to the straight path. To the straight path can either mean, in English, it's a little different. To the straight path can mean show us what it is. We don't even know what it is. But here, particularly, the scholars mention that now that we know what it is, keep us on the straight path. Thabbitna, wazidna, wa'idna ala huda. Some scholars mention that it is keep us strong, keep us firm, keep us steadfast. As the Prophet would say, Oh, the one who flips the hearts, make my heart firm in the religion, or increase us in this guidance, or give us the guidance that you have given us from before. Thinking of what Allah has done for you. You see the process when one thinks about the actions of Allah upon them, this without a doubt, with the intention that is pure at least five times a day, what will it do to the soul of a human being? what will it do to the discipline of a human being what will it do to the success of a human being so may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make this chapter of al-fatiha something that every single time we hear it or we recite it we think of the beautiful names of acknowledging him we think and we admit who we are as creation deficient human beings that allah has created and we need him and then lastly we act upon it by making dua that is why some of the scholars mention this is the best dua one of the greatest du'as that can be answered or, or implemented, and also the mannerism of dua. When we call on Allah, we mention his beautiful names, we acknowledge what we what we should or what we do, and then we ask him. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us of those that call upon him on times of ease and on times of hardship, and may make us of those that adhere to the beautiful, beautiful words of the Quran. Jazak khairan. I think subhanAllah,
0: the, the beautiful point that like Everything starts with Allah Azza al and it could the, the ayah could easily be the opposite, right? But like not ad-deen and then Al Malik. Malik So it's no. you. You are the master of the day of judgment. Guide us. You alone we worship. Not not we worship you alone. You you we worship. You we seek out from. Like subhanallah, even the language could easily. Amazing be flipped almost all the ayats could be flipped but seeing the day of judgment seeing mercy through the most merciful seeing the day of judgment through the master of the day of judgment seeing uh assistance aid guidance all through first and foremost the attribute the names and attributes of Allah and then channeling that in du'at. and I think that's what it is right you got to trust if you don't trust him nothing in the book is going to make sense to you you're not going to be satisfied your life will not be satisfactory, nor will the revelation be satisfactory. So, how can you be satisfied with what He tells you about, about the hereafter, all right So, you have to start with that trust. And that's if you're asking Allah for guidance, then you better make yourself vulnerable to that guidance. Subhanallah. That yeah, there's correct? one beautiful.
1: There's one beautiful statement that one mentor always tells me, Subhanallah. And it reminds me all the time, and I always mention it. We believe in Allah, but do we believe Allah? Mm. We believe in Him, but do we believe, especially in issues of the unseen? Do we believe Him, and do we have certainty? That it has, is, or will take place. You know, it's a constant <laughs> test. <laughs> Beautiful,
0: Doctor Tasneem, bismillah, tafahmly.
2: Assalamu <laughs> Um, I think this is a perfect transition because the verses that I want to talk about today are verses 45 and 46 of Surah Al-Baqarah. And essentially, I mean, Sheikh you kind of set that up perfectly because you talk about the strength that you get from Salah, the the, the strength that you get from that connection with Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. And in these verses, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says. He says, you know, take advantage of a sabr and as patience and prayer. But not just take advantage. Find help, find relief, find that contentment through patience and prayer. And interesting enough, I, I find these verses um, extra applicable in, in, for the case of Ramadan because some commentators of the Qur'an say that sabr here, that patience here, is actually referring specifically to fasting that when you're praying when you're fasting that is something that is supposed to be a source of relief for you that that is something that you're going to get this sense of contentment the sense of happiness and really resolve that you can't find anywhere else so you might be thinking to yourself well uh, that's not really what happens to me when i'm fasting i'm just hungry and angry and you know it's just something i do because i know i have to do same thing maybe for salah that so Allah is something that I, I'm trying my best to do. I'm trying to do it because I have to. I wouldn't necessarily say that I, I find relief or contentment from it. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't leave us hanging there. That immediately after this, this command, really, to, to enjoy your prayer, enjoy your fasting, that take advantage of these things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us, he says, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, really understands, I, I mean, his creation, right? That he acknowledges that, you know what, you're not just going to wake up one day and suddenly find that Salah is the most relaxing thing in the world for you, that fasting or being patient during tribulations is going to be easy. But he says, وَإِنَّهَا halakabira?" It's a big deal. It's it's something difficult. It's challenging. It's not going to come naturally for, for most people. That, that really... The, he just acknowledges that this is a reality which is so comforting because you might be thinking to yourself well like this is not me it's not applicable almost ta'ala hears you and he responds and he says but again doesn't leave us hanging there it's it's really really challenging it's a big deal except for those who are they're except those type of people who have unlocked this this thing called huhurura that there's this Type of humility, this connection with Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, that they really understand what it means to be speaking to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, what it means to be connecting to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. And again, you might be thinking to yourself, "Well, I don't really have that either. So now what?" And in the very next ayah, Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala says, "You know, what exactly is it that gives people that khushu'a? What exactly makes you of the khushairin?" And he says in the very next ayah, That the people who can really connect with me, the people who can really enjoy fasting and praying and, and can just can really handle tribulations, are those people that that يظنون, in this context, that they're certain that they are going to not just, ilayhi not that they're just going to go back, you know, after death, they're going to go back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That, rabbihim, that they are going to essentially come face to face with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That they are going to be held accountable for everything, everything that they've experienced and everything that, that they've engaged in. When you have this level of connection, this understanding that you're going to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it really changes the playing field altogether. And the way that I like to think about it is that think of your life as sort of this reality TV show that there is constantly someone in the corner in every corner almost uh, recording your second by second. But not just what's happening outside, but what's happening also inside, what you're thinking, how you're reacting. And there's someone there every single second of the day. And this person is always there. And we know that this is the case, that the angels are constantly recording every single action that we're doing. But for me, it helps to imagine just someone like in the corner as, you know, if I'm arguing with someone or if I'm really just angry or if I'm doing something good or any action that I'm carrying out, but especially when I'm doing something that I, I know I need to be working on. And I think to myself, I see someone just recording Thinking of how that that reality TV show, that movie that I'm going to have to watch that with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, scene by scene, moment by moment, really hits home. And I, I, I genuinely just imagine my life unfolding in one of those like old you know movie scenes where the the, the, the the film is just constantly rolling. And I'm either going to be sitting there mortified, oh my God, how could I possibly react to this? Or I'm going to be thinking to myself, you know, it was all worth it. It was worth the patience. That's the law, that connection, that everything, You. it's this constant remembrance that Allah Subh'anaHu Wa ta'ala is always there. He's witness to every moment you're patient. He's witness to everything that you've sucked up or you've handled or you've dealt with, and all the good you've done. That it gives us a sense of purpose, that everything that I do, my day to day, I'm gonna wake up and I'm gonna get things done for the sake of Allah Subh'anaHu Wa ta'ala, because you know what? That movie scene is constantly going. There's no breaks in between. There's no intermission. And you have this mentality. Again, what happens is that you have, you're, you're constantly, you understand sort of the wisdom behind things, when things don't go your way. That if things are really difficult, if your dua is not being answered in the way you're, 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 that, that you asked, specifically the way you wanted, it's knowing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it's like, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to reward me for this, or he's going to answer it in a different way. But with that constant connection, that constant reminder that, I'm going to stand before Allah wa Ta'ala and we're going to watch this movie together that that is going to give you the, the, it's going to unlock that level of hushr that is going to be allow you to enjoy your fast enjoy your your your, your salah. and that's something that I think is extremely helpful going into Ramadan that when things get tough keeping that keeping that connection in mind that this is why I do what I do because I know no matter what this is something that Allah wa Ta'ala is going to reward me for and as, inshallah, the month goes on and we, you know, the Day of Judgment series is playing with Yaqeen. Keep that in mind, that when, when Sheikh Omar is going through all of the different actions that are going to either be for you or against you, think of how that's going to play in your movie scene, in, in that in those reels, right? Think about, you know what, I just made this connection because I said this, because I did that, this is how it's going to unfold in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that's really going to be able when when you when you really live your day to day when you experience you know hardships or you experience good you can actively see you can see that image what is going to happen so keep that in mind as you watch the series and and really try to make that intimate connection because the stronger you can build that connection the the, the more relief you're going to get out of it ironically the more you think about death the more you think about accountability before God, the more enjoyable life begins. The irony is incredible, and and one last thing I want to point out, which I, which I find is so incredible about these ayat, is that Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala uses of all the words. He says, that in the case of the Quran, most of the time when you when Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala says uh, uses the word one it means certain, right? They're certain they're going to meet their Lord, but that word also has A double connotation that it also means you're not certain ironically right that that you you know you understand but there's some level of like well it's not really here It hasn't really hit me and so I can't really wrap my head around it and um, it's that type of that type of understanding and what I I think is so beautiful about using that word is that we might not all be there we might not be at the level where we're we're confident that you know what I'm gonna stand before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah SWT says, "You know what? You can still reach that level of khushur, You can still enjoy that level of contentment uh, in your in your patience, in your prayer, in your fasting, um, with even just under even just a basic understanding that you're going to meet your Lord, and that that's something that you, you you're constantly striving to better. So don't feel left out by any means. But use this as an opportunity. Use the Day of Judgment series. Use your time this Ramadan of really building that connection." and know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala hears you he sees you he acknowledges it's not easy he acknowledges that you might not have that 100% certainty but work on building that connection and everything becomes beautiful after that right all of all of the challenges that you experience all of the prayer that you you, you know you feel like you have to engage in that suddenly becomes sweet and enjoyable and when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says know, take advantage find relief find aid in these things You'll really be able to enjoy it. And inshallah, we'll just will really enrich your Ramadan um, and and really all of your worship after that, inshallah. inshallah. Subhanallah.
0: The religion is, is relief. You know, you said the greatest irony. It's like, you know, people would think, I, I if I, I don't want to know, ignorance is bliss. I don't want to think about accountability. I don't want to think about it. But all that does is leaves a loneliness and a constriction because... You're ignoring what you know is inevitable. And in the case of the believer, even though the day gives a sense of anxiety, it also gives a sense of relief that I'm I'm I have a roadmap. And so long as I apply that roadmap, I'll be okay And that's al Hasnivlan in Allah. Uh, as Ibn Mas'ud Radi Said do, do not die The greatest deed that you can prepare when you die Is husn al to expect well of Allah Husn al Allah So al here definitely has uh, Some significant connotations May Allah bless you SubhanAllah the, the connection You know it's really beautiful every year you know, Imam Shafi shafiq said every time you read the Quran you can, you can take something different Like when you're reading it with a theme in mind It just it gives a whole nother Level of yeah. Of just beauty and unravels that to you. So, like your ayat here that you covered, which verses were they by the 42, 40, 45, and 40, 45, الْخَاشِعِينَ So Allah mentions that the prayer and the fasting are heavy for those that don't have humility, right? And directly said al khashi'in are those who have that, that belief in the hereafter. And in the very beginning, right? salah, right? These are people that establish the prayer. Why? Because they're certain hereafter, right? So prayer is, is, is an event for them. Prayer is, is a part of their lives and it's a part of their regimen because they know that they're praying for something real and praying, more importantly, to someone uh, that is real and for a reward uh, that is real. Sheikh Abdullah, any final thoughts? Dr. Tasneem, y'all are free to give your last
1: last thought. You mentioned something, this is going to be a woman. You mentioned something how um, Sheikh Omar, it was, uh, you know, off of what uh, Dr. Destiny mentioned is how, how Subhanallah, this this is uh, how this is something that is very important. How someone can really, really doesn't want to perform the evil deed, and but they go ahead and do it. And you think to yourself, man, I don't want to perform this, but you go ahead and do it. And you say to yourself, man, if I go into religion, I'm going to have to stop doing these habits. So it's really fighting yourself and being responsible and that's what i wanted to talk talk about you know even before me becoming muslim it was that that was that was a thing i used to say to myself man if i become muslim i have to stop all this stuff so am i ready to go and do this so just really being responsible for our soul because you never know when Allah is going to take you
0: Absolutely. just name your 15 seconds of wisdom
2: uh honestly the one thing that has been running through my mind this past year is just really remember death and i think that again the way that i visualize it is visualizing myself either leaving this world or others around me leaving this world and I think that it's just that putting yourself and having that play out in front of you it just makes it so real um, and just like I, I, I try to play out that moment that I'm going to be standing before Allah I think of that moment I'm going to die and really I think that just brings everything to life as, um, and, and really just will, will, will get you past the hard but also bring so much good into your life
0: so, Zakamallah Khairan. Reminder to everyone yakeeninstitute.org. Just go to the main website. You'll find all the resources, the ebooks. Uh Take notes, benefit from the notes, donate, inshallah. Keep up with us every morning at Suhoor. Watch the Judgment Day series. Every evening at Iftar, inshallah. Join us for 30 for 30. We'll be here every night mid time. Zakamallah Khairan. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa Truly is a blessing how far Yaqeen has come over the past five years. This is a dua come true due to the generosity of Allah than thousands of donors like yourself. And as we see the need for Yaqeen's work in the world, I'm proud of the legacy we're leaving behind for our future Ummah, inshaAllah. As we remind ourselves that our life in this world determines our life in the hereafter, we push ourselves to do our very best, to properly educate our youth, to support our Imams, to impart beneficial knowledge, to instill conviction in the hearts and minds of our community, to inspire change-makers, to foster spirituality in our homes, to spread a true understanding of Allah's message, to deepen our love for the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, to show people how faith is relevant in their everyday lives. Yaqeen's team is trying to accomplish a lot, but none of it is possible without your support. Be a part of this mission to dismantle doubt, nurture conviction, and inspire contribution so that you too can build that legacy of a Sadaqa Jariya for your hereafter. Act for your Akhirah, donate to Yaqeen.